Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Do you know what's going on right now? They're hunting us. Their mobs are hunting us. And I don't think our side even realizes it in the chaos that is the news today. Even worse, they're establishing it as a right for them to hunt us. As a norm. For them to intimidate us, even if it breaks the law. Again, so much is going on right now. You might not have noticed what just happened, but when you burn away all the excess noise, one thing remains. We just had one of our Supreme Court justices, appointed by one of our presidents, have to go into hiding. And why specifically was that? Because the left is breaking the law in front of his home. No, no, no. Because the left is being allowed to break the law in front of his home. Think about that for a minute. Chills your blood, doesn't it? It's one of those turning points in a society that you can't always see at the time. But when you look back in history, it's a definite marker of the time when it began to become okay for them to hunt us. And why did it become okay? For the same reason the violence in the summer of love was okay. The Republican leadership said almost nothing about it. And the left takes their cues from them. It's happening again. Oh, the Jim Jordans and the John Kennedys are back on TV as they always are. And the Rand Paul's complaining about it. But it's almost stone cold silence from the GOP leadership. When something isn't opposed, it becomes a right to the left. And the new right they've just acquired is the right to hunt our Supreme Court justices. Up to the point where in violation of the law, They have to go into hiding. Remember, what they're doing is an absolute stone cold violation of the law. Specifically, it's a violation of 18 U.S.C. 1507, which says it is illegal to try to influence the outcome of a case in federal court by going to the judge's home, the juror's home, or anyone else involved in the process. Listen to Joe Biden's outgoing spokesperson, Circleback Saki, call specifically for the breaking of the law on Biden's behalf. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. They only wish they had a clip like that from Trump on January 6th. And that's a key point to remember. There is no difference whatsoever between this and January 6th. On January 6th, People illegally trespassed in the Capitol building. Yes, 
Capitol Police officers are now well documented on camera, not only holding the doors open for them, but waving them into the building, creating the impression that it was legal. Those Capitol Police officers should have been charged alongside them with accessory to a crime. But there's absolutely no difference here. One group of protesters intended to take their message to Congress, the other to the Supreme Court. Both broke the law. But when our side did it, we were called terrorist, seditionist, treasonous. Our accounts were stripped off social media if we even looked remotely like Trump supporters. I'll never forget the weekend they kicked Trump and all the rest of us off Twitter. I went from 15,000 followers to 6,000 in two days. They ultimately impeached Trump over that trespassing incident, even though, unlike Biden's spokesperson, he never explicitly called for anybody to break the law. He never even came close. He told them to walk peacefully over to the Capitol. I'll play it for you. Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, reminded us repeatedly at the time there was a reason you could not hear this clip on mainstream media broadcast because it exonerated Trump. Instead, they'd paraphrase what he said. Here's why. Because unlike that clear call you heard a moment ago from Biden's spokesperson, Saki, Trump didn't call for anyone to break the law like she did. Come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today, we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections. Unlike Saki, who specifically told Biden's followers to break the law when she said, go stand in front of the residences, that's specifically against the law, Trump never told him to enter the building. He told them to peacefully protest at the Capitol building. So where are the calls for Biden's impeachment? Should the GOP not be filing impeachment papers? At least, yeah, it's unfair. And yeah, it's a double standard. But it's so much more than that. And our side just can't seem to see it. This is conditioning. If we fight back at all, even if it's to peacefully assemble and take selfies inside the Capitol, we will be destroyed. Them? They can violate the law and post an announcement that they're going to do it on Facebook. And nothing will happen. That's how blatant this is. In fact, Facebook not only allowed the posting of an announcement by the group that broke the law, Ruth sent us, to show up in front of the justices' houses, Facebook allowed them to print Alito's address. Over at Twitter, multiple verified blue check Twitter accounts, including a senior correspondent at Fox, have tweeted calls to burn it down, referring to both the country and the Supreme Court. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, issued a tweet calling on friends in the LGBTQ plus community to recognize this moment as a call to arms, stating in a second tweet, quote, we will not surrender our rights without a fight. Tweet's still up. So is her Twitter account. But Trump's isn't. Do you remember what they canceled his Twitter and Facebook accounts over? Twitter specifically laid it out. This quote, the 75,000 great American patriots who voted for me, America first and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape or form. That was the violence that got Trump kicked off Twitter along with this line, quote, to all of those who have asked, I am not going to the inauguration on January 20th. That's it. That's it. 
In fact, Twitter explained that the violent part was the part where he used the term American Patriot, as in the 75,000 great American patriots who voted for me, America first. Because see, Patriot is code for violence. Except I just looked it up in the Webster's Dictionary, and it's kind of not. They specifically, Twitter specifically said it was glorification of violence. Mentioning the context of broader events might have been an incitement. Meanwhile, <laughs> Lori Lightfoot is literally issuing a call to arms and saying we will not surrender our rights without a fight. It's no problem. Only the New York Post asked this morning, why is Facebook still allowing an account for the left-wing extremist group Ruth Santos, which published the home addresses of sitting Supreme Court justices? Great question. Where is the GOP leadership putting out this dangerous double standard and calling for Biden's impeachment or saying they should be calling for it? Because literally, this is exactly what happened on January 6th, with the exception that Trump never called on his supporters to break the law, while the Biden administration through Saki did. See, the problem here is that when the GOP leadership allows this and doesn't speak up, again, it becomes a right and it allows and facilitates the violence. And the left is spinning us toward a world where they can physically hunt us, violently hunt us, physically intimidate us, including our Supreme Court justices. And this is where the GOP leadership's messing up. And eventually our Congress members and our candidates with no legal repercussions. All of this is a test. It's a test that longtime pundit of the right, Victor Davis Hanson, warned us about before Biden was elected. He's a very moderate, milquetoast writer you could present at any Republican country club. So it shocked me when he warned and I play the clip often on this podcast, that if they would win, they would hunt us. This is from September 7th, 2020. It proved prophetic. Unfortunately, everything is weaponized in this country. I've never seen anything like it. And I grew up in the 60s. And it was not, even that was not like this. It's scary. But civilization, I really believe, is, in, is on the brink because if these forces come to full power, they're going to be taking names and they're going to they're not going to want a, a union of thought. They're not going to want uh, they're not going to be gracious about their victory. They're not going to want unity and healing. They're going to hunt out and eradicate their opponents. That's what cultural revolutions always do. And they'll do it again. Once again, our side just doesn't get it. I'm watching them on Fox News right now, and they're saying stuff like, well, well, it's a good tradition to protest in them. But the bad thing is this could lead to violence. Uh, I don't even care about that at this point. No, the bad news is that we're letting them break the law. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. They're so comfortable. They're even announcing it beforehand. Folks, can you imagine if our side had announced, hey, you know what? We're coming back to the Capitol tomorrow. We're going to enter too. Oh my God. The FBI would have gone wild. It would have been a full-on military scene. In fact, it was. Remember? They activated the National Guard. Thousands of them. But that's exactly what the left just did. They announced, pre-announced, hey, we're going to be out there breaking the law again today. Even Todd Pyro had it this morning on Fox News. Today's Wednesday, by the way. Pro-abortion activists ramping up plans to target Supreme Court justices at their homes, staging a so-called walk-by Wednesday. It's going to be a protest today outside the residences of all six justices appointed by Republican presidents. That is exactly the equivalent of us going, hey, we're going back to the Capitol tomorrow and posting it on Facebook and being allowed to keep our accounts. To illustrate the dual justice nature of this, this is conditioning folks it's to beat us down to the point that if we so much as enter the capital on misdemeanor trespassing charges and take selfies we'll be facing potentially life in prison but if we're democrats we can pre-announce we plan to do it and show up break federal law and then walk away then the only person who has to take any action is the supreme court justice who has to go into hiding This is conditioning to make us feel like it's so hopeless to face the federal machine that we don't dare ever stand up to it while they terrorize us as the federal machine looks the other way. So the protest will go on today. The FBI won't show up or give a rip and the DOJ won't either. That'd be the same Department of Justice that just launched a whole new office inside the Department of Justice affixed with its own FBI agents to go after parents who complain loudly and angrily at school board meetings. I would add complain loudly, angrily, and legally at school board meetings. Meanwhile, consider what's going on with January 6th. And again, these are two absolutely parallel situations. The breaking of the law by trespassing on January 6th and also the breaking of the law by marching in front of the justices' houses to intimidate them. On January 6th, several members of the Oath Keepers, two dozen actually, marched up to the U.S. Capitol steps, stood in a line, and sung the national anthem with tens of thousands of others outside the building. Then they entered into the building and were seen taking pictures inside. None of them stand accused of damaging anything. Now the Biden Department of Justice, under the direction of Matthew Graves, who's prosecuting them, is threatening them with life in prison. In a letter obtained by American Greatness, I've got a copy of it right here. The letter warns from the DOJ that the potential sentences for seditious conspiracy, it's a crime so rare that federal sentencing guidelines don't even cover it. They say it's analogous in the letter to treason. And so if a jury concludes that the conspiracy involved conduct that is tantamount to waging war against the United States, they would face a life sentence upon conviction and that the government will seek a life sentence upon conviction. Remember, other January 6th protesters, almost all of whom did no property damage, including a grandmother and a pregnant mother, have been locked up 
with no bail for 18 months now. Yet today, people on the left will commit a nearly identical crime, menacing judges in front of their house. Again, a violation of federal law, and they'll walk away. And nothing will happen. Again, these men are not accused of carrying any weapons onto the property. None of them are charged with vandalizing government property. Two stacks of them, uh, these Oath Keepers, entered the building after the joint session of Congress had recessed that afternoon. And they walked through open doors with police nearby. Again, the left is doing worse than what they're doing because they're actually openly saying they're trying to influence a Supreme Court ruling. It's open, naked intimidation. Yet the same district attorney, the same DOJ, is nowhere to be found. They're AWOL. Now remember how far the FBI took things after January 6th. People who merely walked peacefully into the building, many of them unaware they were breaking the law, again, because we have video of the Capitol Police holding the doors open for them and waving them in. Many of them entered the Capitol peacefully, took selfies, brought their flags, and then peacefully left, doing no damage. In fact, the only people who got violent, those black-clad guys in the front phalanx, they've never been charged. I've long suspected that's because they're FBI or FBI informants that led the charge and that that would be revealed if they were charged. So they only went after the peaceful, but remember how they did it. They would tip off local news. They would show up for the pre-dawn raid, drag you out of your home in front of your neighbors. This happened to pregnant women and grandmothers and just regular people who were merely charged with misdemeanor trespassing. They were literally terrorized. Some of them still rot in prison. They are true dissidents, true political prisoners. Remember how far the FBI went, as reported by the New York Times. Getting Bank of America, and for all we know, we're not sure, other banks to cooperate, but definitely them, to scour the accounts of their customers to see if any had traveled to Washington, D.C. If they'd used a credit or check card, that would have left a record. They were to scour their accounts for plane tickets to D.C. and for gun purchases. Any of it within a month of January 6th. That's how far the FBI went to find people who merely went to D.C. When they had no knowledge of whether they even went for vacation or just happened to be at the Capitol. That's how far it got. They will do none of that with these protesters. And again, the point of this is conditioning. To get us to the point Victor Davis Hanson has warned us about where they can terrorize us and we will know there is nothing the law will do to stop them. Not even a fig leaf, but we, we can't fight back. How bad is it getting? As I record this podcast, the militant pro-abortion terror group that firebombed that Wisconsin pro-life nonprofit organization with two Molotov cocktails has, they're called Jane's Revenge, has just admitted to taking taking credit for the firebombing and they pledge in a manifesto to adopt increasingly extreme tactics. Watch this. You will not see federal authorities go after them at all. That will be left to state authorities. They graffitied on the wall, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. A clear threat to continue. And in case there's any doubt, whether they'll be back to commit more violence? There's this statement from their manifesto. This is not a declaration of war. War has been upon us for decades, a war which we did not want and did not provoke. 
Too long we have been attacked for asking for basic medical care. Too long have we been shot, bombed, and forced into childbirth without our consent. They say the arson is only a warning and that they have been, quote, forced to adopt the minimum military requirement for a political struggle. Wisconsin is the first flashpoint, they write, but we are all over the U.S. and we will issue no further warnings. Okay, there cannot be a clear invitation to a RICO investigation, a federal conspiracy investigation by the Department of Justice. They're telling us in writing they're a nationwide organization that puts them across state lines. Clear, clear jurisdiction for the Department of Justice. But I can guarantee you they'll never touch it, just like they've never touched Antifa, because they know if they trace the funding, it goes straight back to the Democrat Party. Remember when Senator Rand Paul, a sitting U.S. senator at the time, had to fight off Antifa in the street with a chair? And he went along with a police officer who was wounded and put in the hospital. And he went to the Department of Justice and asked for an investigation. He had video of the whole incident. With their attackers' faces clear, just like January 6th, they found a lot of their, their faces that way, um, using video ID, putting their video their pictures out on Twitter of the January 6th protesters. That's how they caught a lot of them. So Rand Paul asked him to do the same thing. The Department of Justice refused. And so no one was ever identified or charged. Think of that. They were allowed by the Department of Justice to attack a sitting senator in the street, a senator who later said, as did his wife, he wondered for a while there if he'd make it alive back to his hotel. That is the norm they're establishing. No penalties. Fear for us and no repercussions for them. The kind of fear that forces you to fight back physically because you have no other options. So they can then demonize you and throw you in prison for life. In other words, they make you helpless. They bend you to their will. It's exactly what they're doing. They're hunting us. Now, after all this, imagine again that a Democrat senator had been attacked in the street by right-wing thugs. Imagine if any Democrat Supreme Court justice had to go into hiding because the right-wing was breaking the law in front of their house. Imagine the outcry. They already call us terrorists for January 6th. Then imagine that some left-wing organization got firebombed by us. And then a manifesto showed up promising we were all over the country and we'd continue to do it again and be nothing but wall-to-wall coverage, followed by a Department of Justice and FBI press conference saying they were going to hunt us. They were coming for us, but none of those things are happening. Oh, and this, this would be all over the news too. I bet you haven't even heard about it. On Saturday, Virginia Attorney General Jason Miaris received a bullet through the window of his office after he promised to defend churchgoers from unruly pro-abortion protesters. Again, that would be wall-to-wall news if we did something like that to the left, or we were suspected of it. It would be never-ending round-the-clock coverage. But as it is, Miaris is on his own. No help from the DOJ or FBI. He'll have to get state authorities to handle it. I'm sure he'll be fine. But here's the problem. These were classic brown shirt and black shirt tactics in Nazi Germany. Here's what they did. They beat up anyone who wasn't with them, who attempted to speak publicly, campaign, or otherwise be involved in political life. It didn't matter if you weren't a Nazi or a communist. You weren't allowed to speak. One of them, sometimes both of them, would beat you in the street. 
and there'd be no repercussions. Candidates couldn't campaign. They'd be beaten. This is exactly where they're taking us. If they can send a Supreme Court justice into hiding and everyone shrugs their shoulders, including on our side, we don't have many cycles left to be allowed to campaign in public without violence. The GOP leadership must step up or step aside and let someone else who will step up fight this fight. I'll leave you with this thought. That Supreme Court ruling, the final one, isn't supposed to come out till June or July. Where will we be by then? Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.